Hey, what is up everyone? Welcome back to Life Nurse Podcast. Hope you all are doing well. Today I want to talk about two releases that have happened over the last couple of weeks. They're pretty interesting. Um, I find um, I find that um, watch brands are actually becoming very creative with a lot of their releases. And um, the creativity that they're that they that they sort of represent is um, pretty remarkable, if, if I must say. Um, I'll start off with um, one of the brands that sort of has been at the forefront of most modern watch collectors or just watch the watch um, world in general, and that is the uh, Biver brand that Jean-Claude Biver and his son um, are are uh, sort of starting up and and uh, creating watches that. Um, that they really, really enjoy uh, making. So um, back at the end of March, um, the brand Biver had a big event to release the their, their first watches, um, kind of in, in, in tandem with Watches and Wonders. Um, and Pierre Biver and uh, Jean-Claude Biver sort of put on this event where many of the, um, many individuals from the watch media and watch enthusiasts were in um in attendance and they released um their first watch which is the Carillon Tourbillon Biver which is a really beautiful tourbillon watch um I'll put a link in the in the in the show notes of this uh, podcast so you can see it it's a really beautiful watch um that they have created um to to sort of start their their brand I think debuting a watch or debuting a a watch that represents a, a new brand is something that is difficult to do now, if you think about it, it's kind of like, um, kind of like starting, starting your, uh, starting the life of a brand. It's, it's really dem- supposed to demonstrate what you're about when it comes to the way you approach, um, approach the creativity of a brand, of, of the brand that you're, that you want to make. It, um, is ultimately the symbol that, um, describes your motivations, the watches that you want to release their attributes, their motifs, um, and what, what one can expect from the brand going forward. And so, this Carillon Tourbillon Biver is the first one. The first thing that I sort of notice about this watch is it really has a very modern look to it. It's, um, it's quite large. Um, when, I, when I saw it, it looked really, really thick, but that is probably because this watch has um, a lot of complications in it. It has a Tourbillon, Carillon Minute Repeater, Micro Rotor, um, and then, so that's sort of the movements, um, and then they also um, feature um, multiple options for specific stone dials. Now, stone dials are very, very um, unique because no stone, two stone dials are the same, and so I think um, it makes each of these watches very, very special. Um, but yeah, the case is quite big. From what I what I could tell, the case is quite big, quite modern. Um, it's uh, it has a really beautiful uh, case shape with a large crown, really beautiful bracelet, um, and then the prototype piece unique that they showed has this sort of black gray dial to it. Um, that's really really beautiful. Obviously, you have a massive Carnot tourbillon at six o'clock. That rotates really, really beautifully and takes up a lot of the dial. It really is a simplistic dial, and I think that really speaks to the fact that I think the Beaver watch collection is really focusing on the complications and what they've been able to produce for this watch. You obviously have that min repeater. And if you've ever, if you've heard videos of this, I, I've seen a couple of them on, on 
Instagram, the sound is really, really phenomenal. And it's something that I remember very clearly about Jean-Claude Biver in his talking watches. He was he always focused on the sound that specific um, repeater watches made. And I think that has trans translated into um, a passion that his son has or a focus that his son has with the watches that they were um, creating for the brand. Um, the Carillon Tourbillon Biver is, um, is going to be available in September in titanium rose gold and a two-tone option. Um, it's on the more expensive side, but um, the way um, that was something that he said during the during the release was that long after price has been forgotten, quality remains, and I think that sums up what these two um, incredible um, incredible individuals have done when they while, when they created this watch. Um, I, I think it was a very cool cool release from them a nice way to do it as well um with with such a such an extraordinary event and basically getting all the all the watch enthusiasts together i think i saw in pictures of david parmigiani and um and uh uh edouard melin there as well as Dav um as well as uh, i think i saw um some pictures of um oral box there and i'm pretty sure um i'm pretty sure i saw uh um uh arthur to show and many other watch enthusiasts think max max Bruiser was there as well which is obviously a fan favorite of mine uh, because i really love mbnf but a really great way to to do the release the first watches that they're releasing are are are, are there and um uh a really phenomenal piece that I think um, really sets the stage for what they're going to be about. Because I think the takeaways here are really complications is something they're probably going to focus on. They're also going to focus on the quality, high quality pieces and making sure every piece that they create is high quality. Um, and I think that's something that can differentiate them from other, other uh, companies out there. The next watch I wanted to talk about was something that was actually released this past week. And that was a new moon swatch. Now I know Swatch and Omega have gotten a little bit of heat for some of the, their releases because they're very minimal changes. But I think what Moon Swatch has really done, the Moon Swatch has really done is given Swatch and Omega a lot of freedom when it comes to um, how they want to release pieces and the differentiating factors between the pieces that they release. So they've been teasing this a lot over the last um, couple of weeks, but they finally sort of released this piece called Mission to Moonshine Gold. Um, there were a lot of speculations on what this piece would actually look like, whether it would be a fully gold moon swatch, um, whether it would just have gold accents, but essentially what this watch is, is a moon swatch mission to the moon with a golden chronograph seconds hand. Now, this isn't um, just any gold, um, gold hand. Um, this hand was coated by recycled gold coming from the Swatch Group's own certified refinery. What's really unique about it as well, though, is that each golden seconds hand has, was produced under the full moon in the month of February and comes with a certification stating the, facts, uh, the fact upon purchase. Now, I think some people would say this is a little bit out there, this is maybe a little bit strange, but I do think that there is a level of 
enthusiasm that people would have for for these watches and the collectability of these watches that would make this something that would really hit home with the collectors of Moon's watches. Now, uh, again, I think this is just a way to make collecting watches playful, to make them fun. You don't have to take yourself so seriously. It is kind of a cool thing to say, even if it is kind of tongue-in-cheek to say, you know, this second hand was produced, was, was coated with gold on the full moon of February 2023. Um, but anyway, I think it's trying to bring a little bit of fun and joy into the, into the hobby. The pricing of the moon swatches, it just, the, the gold adds about 25 Swiss francs, which really isn't all that, all that bad. Now, of course, this is probably something that a lot of collectors are saying, oh, I really want to get one of these. This is a phenomenal piece that I want to add to my collection. Well, um, this watch was um, was not available online to purchase, making it even more exclusive. I know the original release of the Moon Swatches was, was very similar, um, but this watch is, has its own twist. The, moon, the Mission to Moonshine Gold was only going to be available on March 7th, so two days ago. Uh, from when I record this podcast, uh, in um, London, Milan, Tokyo, and Zurich, uh, at the Swatch stores. And um, you can probably probably are thinking, you know, why why only these specific cities? Uh, it seems a little arbitrary. Um, but Swatch indicated that it's because of the association that these cities have with gold. And some of the examples that are given are London was chosen because it's a location at which um, the price of gold is fixed on a global level. So if you're in, in the finance world, you know that the that gold is done, gold, the gold prices are fixed there. Um, Paradeplatz in Switzerland is also known for its banks and gold reserves. Um, and so these were the indicators that told, that sort of, you know, supported the idea that Swatch wanted it to only be released in London, Milan, Tokyo, and Zurich. Um, they're technically not a limited edition, but because they're only produced, they're only going to be sold for one specific day. Um, you can kind of think of it as being a, a, a limited edition or a limited run of of these watches. A lot of people are asking if this watch is going to be released. They think it might be, but probably under an, a different moon, which I think again is a really creative way and a fun way for this um, for the moon swatches to be enjoyed. Um, I know you're probably tired of hearing all the coverage of these pieces. Uh, I can I can see how that would be the case, um, but it is a, a significant part of the last couple of years of watch collecting, and so um, and so uh, it's it's worth just you know knowing about and 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 and, uh, and uh, hearing about. I'll. I don't have any other new releases that I wanted to discuss. I, I did want to just um, mention really quickly, I am very excited about the upcoming watch auctions that are going to be taking place next week. I think there are some really great quality pieces uh, in the auction world. Some of them have got me really excited. I encourage you to take a look at the Life on the Wrist Instagram because we're basically posting a lot of, um, a lot of the watches that I think are very interesting um, over there. There's so much variety too. I think there's some really beautiful pocket watches that that um, are going to get their day. Enzicorum has a really beautiful set of Automat Piguet perpetual calendars. Um, one is just a perpetual calendar. One has a mini repeater, both in white gold with really beautiful exploded, you know, quite large uh, numerals on them um, from the 1920s. It's a they're really really beautiful, and I encourage you to check them out. Um, there's also a Derek Pratt perpetual calendar minute repeater that was made for Urban Jurgensen, which um, I've covered Derek Pratt on the on the on the Life in the Risk website before. 
um, but it's a very significant watch. Um, I'll give a couple more shout-outs here. There's a really beautiful um, 2526 in, with diamond hour markers, one of 24 known to be produced in platinum that's being sold at Philips. Um, there's also a Rolex reference 4537 chronograph um, at uh, the Monaco um, Legend Group that just sold. There was a um, really cool-looking Yigelu Kultra Memovox Deepsea that um, was is coming up for auction. I think condition is a very personal thing when it comes to collecting watches, and I think this watch has a really unique condition to it. The bezel isn't perfect. The bezel isn't um, all isn't um, kind of what it looked like when it was originally produced. But what it does have is its own little bit of charm, um, especially from the 1960s. So it has one of my favorite complications. It's a really beautiful example if you like a little bit of patina. Um, so that one's a really, really beautiful piece. One of the, I'll end it on my sort of favorite um, watch that I think is probably the most significant and coolest watch that's coming up for auction, which is the 1943 Automat Piguet full calendar chronograph. Um, I've covered this a little bit on the channel, but Vintage Automat Piguet is very, very, it, it's a very neat, small niche in vintage watch collecting just because the supply of these watches that you find on the market are very limited. And, um, and so when, when a vintage Automat Piguet does come up for sale, it's, it's a big deal. Um, this is even more um, special because um, this is a complicated Automat Piguet vintage watch, which is um, extremely rare. Uh, the example has really, really sharp case. The dial is in really great condition. Um, a, and for 1943, it looks really, really good. Um, it's believed that there were only 10 of this reference that were reproduced, eight of which were made in yellow gold, which is um, one of the examples that we're looking at. And so talk about rarity in, in Automat Piguet, rarity in complicated Automat Piguet, and rarity in the specific reference. I do think this is going to be one of the hot lots um, over the next um, um, over the next uh, little bit of little bit of time. Ah, I actually sorry. I want to mention two more pieces because I do think that they're really beautiful. There's a really nice nineteen um, forties uh, Eberhard split second chronograph with a black dial. It's a lot number seventy at Phillips um, coming up next week. Um, the movement is absolutely incredible. Black dial. Uh, chronographs are really desirable too and then the last thing i wanted to mention was a really cool brigade diver from 1962 um the condition of the dial is incredible it has really large markers that make it very easy to read and overall the condition of the bezel and the, the case are really great it's at phillips as well um it's believed that only that less than 60 of this model was produced so i think that's also going to be a really hot lot Anyway, um, I encourage you guys to check out the auctions that are happening um, this weekend. Uh, it's a, a fairly exciting time for everyone, I think. And uh, it's always nice to see um, what things sell for and, and also the, where the trends of the, the, the vintage, or I guess modern and vintage watch, um, watch enthusiasts are at that time. So take a look at that this weekend. I'll leave links in the show notes to both of the watch releases that I mentioned and also to the Instagram in our in our um, show notes so you can check out some of the watches that we've covered there if you are new to the Life and Nurse podcast be sure to follow us and if you wouldn't mind reading this podcast it really does help me out with the said guys thank you so much for watching listening to this podcast and until next time